This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. So I get to speak to you today from, again, Ephesians. We're moving forwards in our little summer series. Um, And it's been brilliant because those of you that have come to City Church regularly, which is probably most of the people in this room, um, will know that when when the Holy Spirit is flowing and the Word is going, we can be 45 minutes, 50 minutes, 55 minutes deep into a sermon. Um, And what Matthew said is, no, 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 which is good news for me it means I can talk less. But what it, has, what it means is that actually we are condensing down, practicing to condensing down what God is speaking to us into a format that is, um, that is hopefully punchy, hopefully bite-sized, um, and has some challenges in there for you to take away as well. So I see it like um, rather than having a massive smoothie, it's like just having the vitamin shot that is contained in there. So you don't, you don't need to have all the other stuff. It's just like the main, the main bit. So uh, my verse today is from Ephesians 1, so continuing verse 18, so feel free to pull that up on whatever you're reading from. Uh, and it's this, I'm, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, I'm, it's not that it's correct, it's just the one I have. Uh, and it is, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Inheritance is a bit of a red herring there. Hannah covered that last week. I'm not going to touch that, so listen to that one. Um, I'm covering the topic of hope. And what's wonderful is that in the worship this morning, hope was mentioned quite a lot. So that's good. It's not an unfamiliar word to you. Um, however, I had a bit of trouble preparing for this because um, I realised that hope was a word that we say a lot. But then when I had to sit down and talk about it, I actually didn't really know what I was talking about very much. So this is like, if you like, a little mini journey of me learning what hope is, and hopefully it makes sense to you. Because um, when I thought about hope in the way that we use it, I mean, I was doing some research for preparing for today, I came across blogs like how to stay optimistic in 2019 with the word and, uh, and things like that. And I thought, surely if, if God's word is supposed to be like all powerful, you know, present in any situation. How to be optimistic is dumbing it down a little bit if we're talking about hope. So, um, obviously, I feel like we should be optimistic because of certain things I'll cover. Um, but I don't think that that's what, what I'm talking about when I'm when I'm speaking about hope is not how we can just be really optimistic and positive people. It's something bigger than that. Um, I think though we use hope in in a in a very empty way quite a lot in general society. We say things like, hey, hey, you coming around mine later? Oh, yeah, yeah, I hope to be there. We all know that person's not coming, right? <laughs> or, um, or we'll say things like, oh, I'm not feeling too well. I hope you feel better. And it's like, it sort of leaves this open-ended, oh, I wish you'd get better, that's the best case scenario. But if you don't, then I still hoped it would happen. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit... Um, it's just not very, it's just, it lacks a bit of substance for me. So that was what I thought when I was going into this um, little, little thing for you. I, I thought that's what I understood hope to be. And we say it a lot. Um, so I wanted to, to understand it a little bit more. So here is, my, here is my little process for you. So I'll read it again. 
I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. So first thing that I learned about hope is that it is a gift. Hope is a gift. It says, hope he has given to those he called. He being God, those he called being us. Yeah, so God has given us a confident hope. It is a gift. The Bible also says that every good and perfect gift comes from him. So if if hope is a gift, it is both good and it is perfect. So it's something we don't need to earn. We don't need to try and have. It's something we, we've already been given when, we, when we've come to know God through Christ. Okay, so hope is a gift. Um, but what does that mean, Joel? Well, also hope can be understood. So it's a gift that we've got, but it can be understood. If we go back a little bit, it says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he called. So hope is a gift. It's ours. But we can also learn to understand hope. It's something that we can go on a bit of a process. Lucky for me doing this. I can understand hope and learn to, to know it more. But how do we learn to know it more? Let's rewind a little bit. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. So we can understand hope, but only through the lens of having our hearts changed and our hearts sort of moulded. So my catchy title I have for you today for this little thing is having hope is a sign of a healthy heart. Oh yes, come on. Um, having hope is a sign of a healthy heart so if hope is a gift and we can understand it and we can learn to understand it that also means sort of inferring that actually we can misunderstand hope that we can have this gift and never really use it never really use it to its fullness have impact anything um, if our hearts aren't sort of transformed into understanding it so my, but the points I've got to you today is how I think from, from reading bits in scripture that we can understand what healthy hope looks like. So that when we talk about, oh, I hope this happens, we've actually got something a bit more substantial than just an empty, or oh, best case scenario, I really want that to happen for you, but if not, okay? First thing is that hope is given and most effective when walking with the Holy Spirit. Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Overflowing with hope and being a hopeful person through Jesus starts with walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is our starting point when understanding hope and what it means and how it applies. So first thing, That is, we need to walk with the Holy Spirit. Second thing is hope needs a platform to stand on. The reason why I think I was a bit confused about what it means is because it was very empty. Like I said, it didn't didn't really have any substance to it. So what we need then is to understand the sort of a biblical version of hope and the biblical version of what God intends for it. And uh, when I was thinking about hope needing a platform, I was thinking about Total Wipeout. Has anyone, anyone seen Total Wipeout? Yeah? Um, so for those that aren't aware, who are listening on the podcast, um, it is an obstacle course 
above water television program where people have to go from one end to the other and not fall in. Right? And so they'll be going along and there'll be a slippery like, little ball they've got to jump on and inevitably they'll fall off or they'll like, get punched off by a punching thing. And Anyway, um, and, and there's bound to be a point where there is one platform that they get to and a bit of a jump and another platform in the distance. Yeah? Bit of a leap of faith. They need to get there. Um, however, inevitably, the platform that they are standing on is incredibly wobbly and or slippery. So what happens most of the time is they look really confident and they jump to the other platform, they'll slip, flip a few times and belly flop into the water. Um, and that's what I, I pictured when I was thinking about hope not really having any substance to it. It's like, when you're like, oh, I hope I can be there, I hope you feel better. It was sort of that jump of like, it's not really based on anything, but I'm going to say it and it falls a bit flat. So if we're going to be people that, that are hopeful, it needs a platform to be built on. And I would submit to you that the only real platform to start having our faith in is the character and the promises of God, both micro in our daily life, things he's maybe prophetic words he said over us, um, maybe things we've read in, um, you know, in the Bible somewhere, or big, huge picture like Jesus coming back, taking everyone with him and saving the whole earth, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's like two levels. There's like the little our day-to-day life, and then there's the bigger platform stuff. So the only real firm foundation to start having any hope in is those promises. And, and we learn that through our experience of God and what Jesus is like, but then also reading the word and understanding what God is like and what Jesus is like. Um, and as a little side note, those two things should line up. What we read about God and, and about Jesus and what we experience of God should be the same. If they are at odds or they conflict with one another, we may need to go back and re-examine what our idea of God being like is. Just as a little side note. Um, so if we look at Psalm, you don't need to turn there, but Psalm 33 verses 20 to 22 says, We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. And what I love about that verse is there is like a little it's like a little mixer of um, we we need you, you know we we need some help here, but then you are our help, God. You are our shield. We rejoice in you. We trust in you, and that is what causes our hope to be put in Him. Yeah. So there's a bit of truth there mixed in. So it's it's like the psalmist is saying. Here is my platform. My platform is, you're my help, you're my shield. My heart rejoices in that and I trust you. They are the things that cause us to hope. And so, um, so the platform for hope is the, the character and the promises of God. And that is things that are unchangeable that we can stand on. So then when we're hopeful for things, and, and when I say hope, I'm thinking of looking forwards to something. looking, Knowing what's behind you the platform that you're standing on or underneath you, the platform that you're standing on and reaching for things in your life, moving forwards into situations or facing situations with the understanding of what you're standing on does not move and the truths that you hold do not move. So hope is given through walking with the Holy Spirit. That's where it's most powerful and we can overflow with it. We then need to build a platform that our hope can stand on so we don't wipe out and belly flop. 
The third thing is, I think hope should be spoken out, actually audibly speaking. Yeah, um, our words have power, and the word says that out of the overflow of our heart, the mouth speaks. Therefore, if our hearts are being worked on, and we can understand hope, we can start to speak hope into situations. Yeah, from this platform of truth and what we've seen of God, we can start to speak into situations. Our words have the power to move things. Our words have the power to ignite faith in people, to bring hope to other people. Because what we can say is, well, we know this truth, therefore if I say it to you, that becomes true for you as well. Because God doesn't change. He is the same. We were singing it this morning that um, he has always been faithful, he will be faithful. Therefore, if I tell you, Tom, that God is faithful... That is, that is hope that I'm bringing to you because I know it's true. I'm not saying, well, I hope God will be faithful for you. I really do. I really do. Well, I'm saying God is faithful. And that is where um, our hope comes from. So, um, yeah, speak hope out to people when you know that truth. Uh, I want to, I noticed a little, a little friendship in the Bible. And that is between hope and faith. They're like little buddies. They go around together because... Um, Hebrews says that faith is being sure of what we hope for and being certain of what we cannot see. Faith is being sure of what we hope for. So if we hope in something, we have the faith to be hopeful for it. And so then our faith is increased as we put our hope in something and we see it happen and then our faith is increased. It's like this little, little friendship in the Bible that I noticed. So when we put our hope in something, it shouldn't just be empty. It should build our faith and vice versa. So we need to have hope given through the Holy Spirit to us. We need to build that platform. And then we need to speak that platform out to other people. And then the fourth thing is that then that, that builds our hope and our faith. So hope can be built on. This gift of hope that we have can be built on. Um, I, this little, I'm not going to try and remember it. I'm just going to read it out. This, this sentence I had is, Hope is the expectation we have directly related to our understanding and experience of God. So hope is the expectation we have directly related to our understanding and experience of God. Both completely eternally true in the word and then our daily experience. Because um, if if, if I know with absolute certainty that God is going to do something because that's his character, that can build my faith. And and when I see it move, because I know it's true and it will happen, then my platform is built a little bit higher, if you like. So we can continue to move in hope. And then the loop goes all the way around again. So we spend a bit more time with the Holy Spirit and we get a bit more hope. So then we build our platform a bit stronger. Then we speak it out and we bring hope into the world. It's like this ever eternal circle or hope hoop, if you will. No, um, I just like trying to find funny words. But do you see what I mean? We can, as people who, are, who have been given this gift of hope, we have a responsibility to bring that not only into our own lives, but also to impact others in the world with that gift. Okay, So um, I wanted to ground that. So that's all very well and good, Joel. I know, it sounds amazing. But I wanted to ground that in some reality for you, and that is the only place that I can really speak from, and that is my life. And Hannah last week, wonderfully, I know I'm biased, but she wonderfully spoke um, about a little bit about our our situation in our marriage, which is that, um, well, Hannah's American for one, we all know, but uh, if you want to marry an American, it's, it's a complete administrative pain, 
when it comes to visa processes, right? So she explained last week a little bit about the very beginning of the visa process that we were on and the promises that she held on to, saying, you promised me a wedding, um, even when things were sort of looking like they were going to fall down around her. And, and so I'm going to fast forward you through that a little bit to now. Um, and we are, so on Tuesday this week, we are on the final visa application of a pretty much near on six-year process. Come on. So Tuesday we apply for the last visa. We've had to apply for a few, um, I don't know what it is now, four or five, I can't remember. But this is like the last one. So this one goes through and it's like, she's one of us. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's like the last one. It means we don't have to go through this again. We can just, we can just let it live. So, um, so I'm going to speak to you a little bit from that because um, it's, for me, uh, being in charge of all the admin, it's horrible. Um, and sometimes it's very overwhelming and sometimes it's very stressful but I want to speak to you from the platform that I know I could stand on when Tuesday hits and we need to figure this out okay so a little bit about the story Um, we need to we need to prove money that we have we need to prove that we actually are married and it's a real marriage we need to prove um, that we've lived together we need to prove all this stuff, right? We need to prove so many things. I have, I think I counted yesterday, 130 documents outlining why we should be together, which is bonkers. Some of those are like 15 pages long as well. So that's not 130 pages. That's like near 130 things. Um, and counting, I've still got a few more. Um, yeah, it's a folder about that thick, if anyone wants to come around and see it. It's like a little museum exhibit. Um, <laughs> And, and this is where we're at. So this is, this is uh, the final bit. And what I find amazing is that God's timing has been impeccable throughout the whole thing. So part of the platform I want to stand on is God is faithful. That's what I've seen. God is provider. God is a God of perfect timing, way better than I can understand. Um, he's everything that we need. He's in control. He is, um, he's designed our marriage. He uses us. He's called us to be a married couple. Um, and so I can stand on all these things that I've seen and be hopeful, not in a, oh, I really hope this visa goes through kind of way, but in a, I have seen you, sorry about my voice there. I have seen you, I've seen you move in this way and I, I know I will see it again. And even to the point where, so I've, I've recently started a new job, like two weeks ago, with a new company. I'm doing the same thing, money, blah, blah. Um, but I, uh, I've started a new job, and as part of this job, um, I was told I need a printer. Great. Um, and I was bought a printer, which is very generous. So it's sitting in our house. It's a nice, shiny printer. Um, and I found out yesterday that the system has completely changed, and we now need to submit a digital file. So rather than this massive folder I've been collecting for ages, I now need to scan all those 130 documents into a computer and create a file. Um, and the previous scanner that we had was one of those, like, it's just a printer, you pull it up, you put one page on, put it down, it takes about 30 seconds, runs a page through, right? So you can imagine how long that would have taken me. And I found this out, and I, and I was like, oh, no. And I looked behind me, and I realized that I've got this printer sitting there that can do, like, 50 pages at a time. And I was like... God is so good, even down to knowing that I needed a digital folder and didn't have to stress out a few days before that actually I've got a printer there that does exactly what I need it to at exactly the right time when I need it. So 
so God is just so good, right? So where I am right now, my hope is in that platform. I said, I mean, I can list a hundred other things um, that I have seen God do. God is a God of peace. He's a God of moving in different circumstances in different ways, but they all seem to interlink, and it's amazing. So that means he's sovereign over the whole thing, but yet he's also a God of letting us do our own thing, but somehow in our own thing, he can also use that to make his plan perfect. It's just, right? It's, it's incredible. And so, so when, I, when I know that, I know he doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I face this week, and we face this week, um, having our hope in God. So hope is not, no longer, for me, this empty shell. It's a very real container for the faith and the truth that I've seen of God. So, so I want to um, declare some hope over our little, our week. Um, and when I say I hope, I hope, I hope that you'll, you'll hear me when I'm not just saying, I, I wish this to be true. Yeah, I'm, I hope now contains all this truth. So I hope this visa goes through. I hope that the person reading about us out of all these documents, sees a glimpse of God. I hope that, um, that, we can, that we can tell this story to lots of people and God is seen. I hope that, uh, another side note, is that we have also booked flights to go and see Hannah's family in like 10 days. So this visa would be nice if it went through quite quick. So I hope that these flights will come together in time. I hope that um, we don't need to worry about any sort of flight changes. I hope that we will get there to see her family. I hope that all of this will come together so that God can ultimately be seen and reflected. Um, and that then we can give hope to other people applying for visas, saying, don't worry about it. I've seen something really good. Um, so that is my little journey of hope. I wish. Someone please listening back to this, can you count how many times I've said hope and just like <laughs> submit it? We should play like hope bingo. Um, but I've just learned how amazing it is to go from not really understanding something of God's gift to us that is free, freely available. I don't have to earn it. I didn't have to put in an application to get some more hope. It's there. Um, but I need to work that out through walking with the Holy Spirit, understanding who God is, his character, reading his word. If I don't see something and I'm like, well, someone over there is really hopeful for healing and I don't really understand it, I need to get me some of that truth and experience so I can start speaking that stuff out, using my words to bring power and hope to people's lives. Um, so my challenge for my little 15-minute thing this morning is if, you, if there are situations that you're going through in your life that you feel hopeless, then I would say that you don't have to feel that way. Someone in this room surely will have a little bit of hope that you can have. Have a testimony of God. That's why it's so good this morning when people stood up and just just said what God has done and who he is. Because all of that stuff is the thing that sparks the hope that we can then stand on and live our lives for and reach forward into our lives with. So if there are things that you feel hopeless about, please just find someone. Like Put up a little advert like, I need some hope for healing. I need some hope for the rent that's due this month. I need some hope for visas. I need, you know, real things. Um, I need some hope for my friend that I want to get saved. I I need some hope in this situation because someone should be able to speak that into your life, but then also pray that God will reveal some truth in his word that you can stand on and start to declare that stuff. Um, We are not called to be a hopeless people. We are called to be a people that brings life wherever we go. Um, And this is an incredible gift that will help us do that. So, uh, yeah, if you want to talk to me about that, fine. I may not have all the hopeful answers, but 
um, find someone that you can talk to. Deal? Sweet. Uh, okay, I'm going to pray because I said a lot and then hand over to Bloody. So thank you, God, that you, you are the bringer of great gifts, that your gifts are perfect and they are good and they are applicable in our lives wherever we're at. Um, thank you that, that our hearts are meant to be healthy and that means that we should be having hope and that we can speak that into other people. So God, may we understand what it means to have more hope. May you give us what we need in every situation or may you bring people alongside us that have exactly what we need um, to help us in our journeys in knowing you more and reflecting you on this earth. Amen. Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.